is a show. Please listen to our podcast. What a terrible way to start that. This is our show, my love. Come on, come on. Lucky you, man. Um, Episode two. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Back in the habit. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. This time we're doing Halloween. I feel like... The curse of Michael Myers. I feel like we've grown a lot since the first episode as people and podcasters. Yeah, probably. Between last week and this week, I googled for the first time Paul Rudd podcasts. To see if there are any other Paul cast out there. Mm-hmm. And there was one. Yeah. It's... What, what is it called again? I it's don't... like Ladies Love Paul Rudd. That's it. And they are a lady-based podcast that, that watch some Paul movies and talk about how cute he is and things like that. They treated him like a piece of meat. <laughs> Just like Paul treated that turkey like a piece of meat in the first. <laughs> he manhandled that Honestly, turkey. this is the big thing I want to talk about their podcast. And I would love to have... I mean, if they could come on this podcast, it'd be great. Because I think the now a, defunct for two a years. Good, a good, a good argument because they admired Paul Rudd's sandwich making skill, and we did not. And that's, uh, I feel like we could do like uh, they're they're Kramer pro- v Kramer on that. Their podcast <laughs> lost all legitimacy for me when Matt told me because I didn't listen to it. I found it and I was like. Well, this is a bummer. But then Matt listened to it, told me the sandwich thing, and I just didn't... I don't respect them anymore. Honestly, though... I thought it was a good sandwich. If you're listening out there, you like Paul Rudd, and you want to listen to people who actually know some things about Paul Rudd, give them a listen. Oh, uh, they, they definitely know more than we yeah. do about Paul Rudd. My biggest contention is just the sandwich thing. It's actually really funny, because their first episode is Clueless as well. And we hit on... It's funny that we just hit on a lot of the same topics. But, uh, but yeah. just in two different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely different approaches. Theirs is well informed. Ours seems to be um, bad. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. I think bad. that's what I'd go with. <laughs> but, but, yeah. But we're trying. Yeah. I, well, maybe. <laughs> I did write down notes, like some good notes this time. We we have an intro and outro song. Yeah, if you could call them that. <laughs> I mean. I mean, we made them up off the cuff. <laughs> we didn't write them down. I think down. this week's is going to be good. Uh, we haven't made it yet. We're recording it before we're doing that, but we'll figure it out. But anyways, let's get into the podcast. Oh, right. by the way, podcast. I wanted to... Podcast. Excuse you. You know what? I get a few passes <laughs> because you had to get a lot last week. Uh, I wanted to make an apology uh, to Elizabeth Banks and who I'm thinking could be Donald Faison. Who are Turk and the blonde girl fr- who was in a Paul Rudd movie that I referenced last time. Uh, the one whose name you couldn't think of? That I could not think of. Uh, I think those are their names. I have not looked them up, but I think that's them. And I want to give them some credit where credit's due. Because I, still... I love them as actors. But I refuse to look them up. I feel like that's just our shtick at this point. <laughs> so I, I feel like we're letting down so... our fan. Maybe. I don't know if we have a fan yet. Uh, I mean, I feel like I'm only allowed to look up Jason Siegel facts now after last week because he's the only person who I googled and figured true, true. out who they were. 
But yeah, without further ado, let's get into Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. Uh, this movie this, was the sixth installment. Yeah, this is in my first Halloween movie, though. So I felt I was missing a lot of key lore at yes. this point. Yes, you were. Um, and what I gathered is Michael Myers, he was really angry little boy who some thing told him to like kill people. And so he did. Now he runs around in a mask and kills people. They they blame it on like a Celtic constellation that summons the devil. You know what? So I thought because the they put it on the baby at the very beginning, mm-hmm. I thought that was just foreshadowing the P for Paul. Yeah. Uh, but maybe I was wrong. <laughs> I mean, so I'll say you're so late in the series that Paul Rudd's character was like five when they yeah, first started yeah, filming yeah, it. Yeah, that's what. So. Uh, yeah, he was the the child that the girl was babysitting. Yeah, that that survived. Yeah, the the one who died at the beginning of this one, right? Yes, the lady yeah, died. Who had yeah. the baby? Yeah. And that that was his sister? No. That was just like a sitter. Okay. So Not a sister. she just happened to be in the house and he just wanted to kill people in that house then? Something like that. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, Man, I'm saying it's a crazy lore. Uh, but Michael Myers isn't the star of this film. Paul Rudd is the star I of this film. I tried to be a lot better this time about, like, having Paul Rudd's character's name. Tommy. Tommy Doyle. <laughs> yeah. TD, I baby. I made sure to write it down. All TDs all day. Yeah. Tommy Doyle. And, uh, you know, as I said, Paul sighting. Our first Paul sighting. Now, I had to make this a two-parter because the Paul Rudd words come in before the Paul Rudd sighting. The Paul Rudd words, he starts to narrate at 2.37 in the version that I watched. The first sighting was around 9.18 to 9.23. I, I mean, at first, you can't. It's, it's his body, but you don't know it's him until you see his face around 9.23. Because he is peeping on... <laughs> he's a peeper. Yeah, he's peeping on Danny's mom, who has a name, but I just wrote Danny's mom. Classic. Um, I was enthralled with Danny. Danny was my guy. <laughs> I mean, not, no. Not I Tommy? Mean, no, no, no. Danny was my guy. Because there was a scene. Well, Tommy's my guy too. But Danny, the dad hits Danny's mom. And Danny just, he's standing there with a knife. And just oh. big dick energy right there. Yo, but as a child. Like a six-year-old like, boy. He's like eight. And he's <laughs> ready to shank his grandfather. Dan- Danny is his wild, dude. He's definitely, and we'll do this in a bit. Yeah. I want to do. You're gonna a top pull a knife three, on me a in top, a bit. Yeah, I'll pull a knife on you in a bit. No, there's a. I wanted to do a top three uh, other characters than Paul Rudd, and our bottom three characters <laughs> other than Paul Rudd, uh, just to kind of give a little more background on the movie because I I realize we don't really talk yeah, about other three might too. be hard. I can give you two. Yeah, okay. uh, like two on either way. <laughs> there may be two top and our least favorite character. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> But yeah, I just, uh, everything about this is great, because it's, I, I mean, I don't know if it was scary at the time. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I guess everyone's scared of something, but it's got to be a niche group of people. You're more of a horror movie aficionado than I am. I love I horror movies. I generally think they're all garbage. 
Ooh, because everybody makes really bad decisions in them, and not everyone always, but that's the weird exception. But I mean, that's what I mean. Like that's why I don't really watch them too much because generally it's the exception rather than the rule when I watch horror movies. I feel. Well, you're just watching the wrong it's, movies. It's hard for me to suspend my disbelief. You, you also know? don't like seeing the monsters. What you told me. Like, you <laughs> loved... When did I say that? I, was it not you? I think no, no, no. A, maybe it was. Dustin. Oh, oh, oh! I see what you mean. Yeah, I don't like the physical embodiment. Yeah. Uh, just because like, it, it takes it away from me. Yeah, you like being fucked in your head more. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god, what is it? What's the coming? The psychological thriller. Yeah. As opposed to... When, when they can fight the monster, it becomes just an action movie to me. Maybe it's because of my experience with, like... How did you feel about... All the games did you see and, the new It? No, I haven't. Oh, well then, I can't talk about it with you, never mind. I mean, I know the whole story. Right, but it's, like, it's a physical embodiment, but, like, it is just constantly is changing. Paul Rudd in it? It's another spiritual heir to Paul Rudd. <laughs> it is a spiritual heir to Paul Rudd. Well, I mean, I think we can all say we've been influenced by Paul Rudd I in one way or another. I think we both did touch on this real quick when we were talking about it. Paul Rudd does play a good, creepy dude. He does. Well, I mean, I would honestly love to see Paul Rudd, and, and maybe he has one in these 61 films, but as him as like a creepy serial killer villain. Yeah, we can find it. That'd be awesome. I, I know there's a movie where he's like a gang boss, but he's not like yeah. creepy. He's supposed to be like kind of like campy and tough. Okay. Mute. Okay. Uh, That's we'll fun. There. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, that'll be, I mean, we got a long time to go. We got like 50 movies between now and then. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I think part of the reason why like Paul Rudd does a good job is because you just feel icky when you look at him. It's like <laughs> you're just kind of a like weirdo, gross dude. He's got that Celtic cross. He like tucks into his shirt every now and then. I was like, that's pretty nineties. He had another dog. great nineties clothes choice. <laughs> yeah. I thought that he looked. He's pretty much the inspiration for Sam and Dean Winchester. I feel. Oh yeah. From uh, Supernatural. Totally. <laughs> like this guy fucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, like canvas jacket yeah and, uh, <laughs> oh it's great like he got his dad's like vietnam war jacket <laughs> exactly. from way back when he's like i'm gonna go get michael myers like, yeah uh but i mean it just it was everything about those old horror movies that are so endearing the random bits of just like terrible dialogue where oh. it's not i don't mean in the sense it's just they didn't seem to take enough takes to make it a good take. So they just kind of rolled with whatever. Yeah. I, I think the first one happened when the that I saw was when the the nurse was like or the doctor was letting Jamie out of the ritual sacrifice place with their baby. Yeah. And just her running down the hall was is like so forced. Well, I think another thing that lets you know like well this was like not the highest budget and like it peaks of its hey, era. Hey Dave, I just want to let you know that you said like maybe five times in that last sentence. I know I'm not great about it either, but we're off of Clueless now. You don't have to talk like I that. I will never leave the valley. <laughs> uh, but another piece that shows that it's like uh, I did it again. Now I can't stop thinking. I know. About it. We have to cut this part out. <laughs> no, no, say, no, like, it's staying. <laughs> um, that shows it's a period piece and. It was a lower budget and just like made in an earlier frame of time. It's how bad the children's acting is. <laughs> like you can tell it's a '90s or '80s movie when the kid actors are just terrible. Children of the Corn is another example. Oh, scary movie. Malachi. But, but none of those kids can act to save their life. And I don't know like, if that's like uh, because the kids aren't as good, or like they don't train them as much. So or they're supposed push to be creepy, hard? but also they're just not good actors yet. No, but that's what I mean. Do they? 
push these kids harder these days and treat them more like actors or were they just kind of throwaway back in the day i think that's part of it but also there's just more resources now yeah. probably more kids getting into it because there's so exactly. much money in it i mean if you compare this to the plot from stranger things stranger things the kids are fully developed characters mm-hmm. and like you're like oh my goodness that's like, true that's they true. have feelings and like it's not weird gaps just like yeah. when the, it's Every time in this movie, when the child would speak, it was call and response. Like, child says A, adult says B, gap, child responds again, (laughs) gap. It's just, like, so disjointed, which, like, sometimes can make you feel creepy, but also just shows that they didn't have the resources or really cared about children's actors. Home Alone was the best children's movie of the era. Mm -hmm. And, like, he does good, but the traps do the speaking form. And I know this is later in the movie, but in the horror movie genre, we got our our classic sex topless scene, which was when I knew that that couple was dying. Yes, yes. I forgot that that was happening. classic scream, you you cannot have sex. No. It is of the devil, and Michael Myers is here to reap your soul. (laughs) Yeah. So, point for Michael Myers and Chastity. Oh, is that his thing? Yeah. So, is is that the thing that I'm missing? Yeah. He's just really chaste, and he's trying to keep... Every- he's like a priest. Uh, sure. Anyways, Loomis. I want to talk about Loomis. Dr. Loomis. <laughs> um, which the one old was guy? Loomis? The old which professor? Old guy? The bald one? But yeah, the good old Good guy. old guy. Yeah. Loomis is such a good name. His, strong his name. introduction is just great. Just talking to the radio. Just some old guy. Beautiful character. <laughs> I imagine myself being that guy someday. Just me and NPR hanging out because all my friends have passed or don't care about me anymore. I mean, my first bit of like disbelief, though, in the movie has to do with... Not the running scene in the very beginning? No, because I've seen some people run before, and it's not pretty. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the thing that gets me is there's no way Michael Meyer could see well in that mask. Maybe he has a Daredevil-esque superpower and he's actually blind and his face would be so warm and moist <laughs> from mean, that latex mask imagine how creepy that is <laughs> for him that's why he's killing everybody he must have so such chapped lips i guess he's not kissing anybody that wouldn't be chapped yeah because it just keeps and like it'd be like getting sores oh. he literally never takes that mask off or maybe he has the most perfect skin underneath. Oh, maybe just looks like a cherub. And maybe that's why he wears the mask. It's because... to protect everyone else from his beauty. Yeah, and that's the real secret. Maybe all these people accidentally caught a glimpse of it. And he's like, man, now I need to. Kill I him. have to kill him because there's just... nothing's ever gonna live up to my beauty. They're just they get too involved. <laughs> the dad is a dick. Yes, I mean he's he... a big dick. He literally hits a woman. Uh, <laughs> Thank God I mean, he gets a he, knife pulled on him. If you hit him. anybody, that's not a good thing. It's true, but like... That's his daughter. That's his l- child. Yeah. Who's like, he welcomed back into the home after a traumatic experience. He didn't really welcome her back into the yeah, home. Yeah, the rest of the family welcomed her back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> From what I could tell. I, the thing that I thought was funny is that he just disregards, like, your college education is worthless. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> I wish someone told me that now before I went to college. Like, I wish my dad said Maybe that. Maybe he was just ahead of his time. <laughs> yeah, I guess. He just wanted to prevent women from going to college. 
we didn't know that he was actually encouraging her to go to trade school and find a reliable source of income. Yeah, because he didn't want her to be a real estate agent like him. Ah, the baby boomers, man. <laughs> Screwing <laughs> us. He was the only one who knew. Uh, what a guy. Uh, I, I love the um, the fake jump scares that they just put all through it. They're like, just there's not good. The, the, the brother in it had a, a few where it was just like kiss jump scares. You just like come in and yeah. kiss somebody and it's... And it was completely in the middle of, like, like not a scary scene. When he scene. would just, like, reach around from the back and hug you, like, yep. oh, it's like, I love you. And it was just, like, in the middle of nothing. It didn't build up to it. It wasn't a build-up jump scare. It just all of a sudden, it's just like, poof. Just a surprise hug. Gotcha. But we also all know a person who's like that. That's just like, I gotcha. Right behind. Where's my hug? Like, get away from me. Don't touch me. I'm not here for physical contact. Just keeping going through the movie, uh, I thought it was weird that... There was all this blood on the ground at the bus station or whatever. And then I realized, actually, that's not that out of place. No. She I literally like, just somebody gave report birth. that there was... No, I'm not worried about... I'm saying nobody in the oh, morning was like, no one clean the blood or anything. But then I realized, I think I could see that in Chicago. <laughs> um, so I have a funny bus station story, actually. Oh, beautiful. I uh, took a mega bus one time from Chicago mm-hmm. to Minneapolis and my ride was kind of late to pick me up, so most of the other, like, riders had left. So I just had my duffel bag, so I was laying, like, on a bench with my duffel bag under my head. And then these, like, Jehovah's Witnesses came through. And were giving everyone, like, lunch sacks and, like, toothbrushes and stuff. And they're like, here you go. I was like, oh, no, I'm okay. Like, no, really, it's okay to have one. I was like, no, it's fine. Like, sir, we just want to pray for you and just know you're blessed. So I like had to accept this homeless care package because there's no way I can say, like, I'm not homeless. My <laughs> ride is just late. That <laughs> just felt so bad. But it was just easier to take it and say thank you than it is to, like, explain to them that not only do I not need their God, I also don't need their lunch. <laughs> That's my bus story. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, I just thought uh, it was... But also, I wouldn't be surprised if there's blood all over the floor next to the bench I was sleeping on. <laughs> and I mean, I think there's just like weird things where Paul Rudd goes into the hospital and he yells at the receptionist with the, that he needs help with the baby. And then he sees Dr. Loomis, the lady calls the security. The security's coming and he's with like a respected doctor yeah. at this hospital. And the doctor can't just say... Oh, no, no, no. He can stay. I, He's I, like, oh, I gotta get out of here because I yelled at somebody. <laughs> yeah, I thought of that, too. Also, I'm pretty sure if you go to a hospital and say, my baby's sick or dying, the nurse will just immediately get someone oh, to help. Oh, of course. She wouldn't be like, sir, calm down. <laughs> well, she might say calm down, but she, she says, but calm down, get help. Get she wouldn't call help. security. She yeah. would call another doctor. Although, I don't know if he said the baby. Did he? Uh, yeah, maybe. he said the ba- baby. He said, needs my help. baby needs help. Yeah. Like, if it's a baby, you just go help him. Like... But then right after that, Loomis, he just breaks into their home. <laughs> like, he jump scares the mom. And so maybe that's why security wasn't going to trust him on it. Because this dude's just breaking and entering. Loomis sneaking is... up on household moms. He's a known pervert in the community. <laughs> and so this weird, creepy dude is yelling, I need to help my baby. And he's friends with Loomis. Get him out of here. Is there lore, by the way, behind Paul Rudd naming this baby Steven? Um, goes, I don't Steven. know any. Oh, he looks like Steven. I don't know if they addressed it, but the baby is now Steven. <laughs> and Paul Rudd is just enamored that this baby looks like a Steven. Also, I... Who just let Paul Rudd keep that baby? Let's be real. Nobody 
alive is claiming that baby. And so nobody's just going to be like, okay, man, I'm going to take this baby from you because that doesn't happen. (laughs) Also, at some point, you just need, like, paperwork, like a birth certificate or something. I mean, that happened all over the course of a day. (laughs) I Yeah, I guess. It just feels so long of a movie for it to be only one day. There's so much going on. Like, any one of these events would have taken up my whole day. Like, if I found a baby, you'd be like, oh, boy. I got a lot of chores to do now. I don't have time to go do all these things. Yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. (laughs) Do you think Michael Myers is a bad guy? Yes. Well, hear me out. I think he might be misunderstood. Matt, you haven't seen the previous five movies. No, see, he... (laughs) He killed the mom, all right? Okay. And got blood all over the linens. Okay. And when Danny's mom comes home, who might be named Sarah, I'm not sure. For some reason, I'm feeling Sarah, but maybe it's just because I have a sister named Sarah. Anyways, after he kills the mom, he takes those bloody linens down, and then you see them later in the laundry. Now... The mom's head or something is, like, also in the laundry. But he's trying. Is that true? How many people don't do their laundry? I'm gonna tell you right now. In a lot of relationships, the... people put doing the laundry on one partner. It's... And he's trying to make this work. I think he's trying to be maybe a more considerate killer. Mm-hmm. But he's still a killer. See, but the thing is, these people came into his house. They and so know. he's trying to do... As best as he knows. Matt, you gotta talk with your words, not with your knife. <laughs> I guess, I guess. <laughs> I, mean, I just think he's a little misunderstood. I, I, I just think Although, you are did, five movies behind. He did make a fatal error. He did mix reds and whites. I mean, and that they... just ruined the linens. And the heads. And it's hard. blood is hard to clean. Have you got OxyClean? Yeah, OxyClean cleans pretty much everything. Where's Billy Mays? Rip. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. I was really excited. Haddonfield's in Illinois. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, uh, a I... lot of it takes place in Illinois, the whole series. Is this a uh, real Illinois story? Is that where it comes from? Um, Confession, I am Michael Myers. Mm. Haddonfield's actually Naperville. So this isn't scary. No, uh, and I speak, and this is a mask. <laughs> so... So excited, the old lady downstairs in Paul Rudd's house, when you see her, she... Do you know a movie she's watching? No, I didn't notice. The old Phantom of the Opera. Classic. And do you know why that's so exciting? Because there's more masks? Because on the Rudbud's Twitter, that is our banner picture. Oh. And that is our first tweet explaining why it's our banner picture. There it is. It's beautiful. It all comes I mean, back. it all comes together. It's cyclical. I was next level before I knew I was next level. Paul Rudd was next level. Yeah. Then he planned this. Digital PR, baby. <laughs> digital Paul Rudd. <laughs> that girl was crazy who was getting dripped on by the blood. It's raining warm. It's yeah. raining red. Like, look up. <laughs> yeah, I think that girl... You're, you're a child, I understand, but you also have eyes. So. No, and and I guarantee you that's not how I would have reacted no. to it. No, no, no. But, I got nephews uh, around that age, too. They'd be freaking out. They know what blood is. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a concept of blood. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I, I agree. She was very creepy. And I think Paul was right to be kind of scared of what was happening. Yes. <laughs> did, did not enjoy that girl. Again, another example of bad child acting. One of uh, the funniest things, in my opinion, is I feel in the last like 20 minutes of the movie when they're in the hospital or insane asylum or something, it just starts to get even more ridiculous. Like Paul Rudd's making all these little jokes and just being just being like a goofy horror yeah. movie uh, hero. It just gets too campy. Well, because one of the things is, <laughs> when it first starts, he's walking in and he opens up the door and because he goes into the maximum security psych ward and he just opens the door and goes, <laughs> maximum security, and just keeps doing the zingers. Just, I think his dialogue's actually very realistic because there's one point when he's uh michael (laughs) myers security michael myers shows up uh, like chasing them and and paul just goes oh shit (laughs) and it's not it's not over dramatic it's just oh shit i think that's a real reaction (laughs) just beautiful So, so do we think they prepped Paul Rudd for Michael Myers to be in that scene? Or who wasn't expecting, like, hey, give us a genuine reaction. Just jumped out. Just ad-lib all this and we'll just react how you would. Hey, Michael Myers is there. Oh, Oh, shit. Oh, shit. (laughs) Damn. Well, and he's trying to break the door handle off to get Danny's mom out of the room. And he sees Michael Myers and he just looks over and he smiles at him. He's like, oh, God. (laughs) And he just starts hitting it some more and he keeps smiling and he's just... Oh, oh man, I'm gonna die, do? aren't I? He's doing like a nervous laugh. He does some more real dialogue where he just fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> it's just it's beautiful, man. Ah, uh, man. I, I mean, I like this movie overall. Yeah, I mean, so as a horror movie, because I've seen a lot, I think it's fine. I think mm-hmm. it's very average for me. I enjoy Paul Rudd's And character. for its time, it might have been a little bit. I disagree, because by then we had, like, epic horror movies. Like, The Shining has already been... Like, there's, like, other things to compare to. And I know I don't think compare. The Shining is, like, a horror movie. I think The Shining is a psychological thriller. I mean, it's both. I don't think it's quite a horror movie. So do you think I horror think movies horror have needs to be a little campy bit... and jumpy? I think horror <laughs> movies have to have some bit of more monstrous element to it. Uh, I disagree. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just I, I enjoyed the shining. I just and... think horror is a little different in that sense where horror generally has to have a little bit more slashing and a little bit more monstrosity to it. Where psychological thriller is kind of they're they're psychological thrillers. <laughs> Good example. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think I think Shining for me is kind of on the border because it does have the things. Like the the cut up woman and, well, the, and there are the blood, yeah, yeah, and I think those are. I mean, I think that just proves to me that, that it's a horror movie because like you and see the I full mean, I've only seen The Shining maybe once, so oh, I've I've seen it in theaters so many times. Yeah, like I love that. I can't remember because I don't think they use really jump scares too much or anything, do they? Yeah, there's like one or two, and it's yeah. not even really like, like you know it's coming, and yeah. it's still terrifying. When it yeah, happens. yeah, yeah. Because I mean. A lot of Alfred Hitchcock stuff, where it's the it's, it's suspenseful. It's 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 not the same, in my opinion, as as a lot of. Well, horror. I just think these are good horror movies. Then that's the difference because they're actually building it well. Like, that's why this is like a very average horror. Maybe movie. it's a different version of like a horror like movie. for me. Another example of a great horror movie would be like It Follows. Have mm-hmm. you ever seen that? Nope. 
Uh, it's super suspenseful all the way through because, mm-hmm. like, you like that one does have like a monster type figure, but like you never know what it's gonna look like, and it's always changing, and it's more of a slow impending doom, which is how The Shining feels to me. Yeah. That it's just like crawling, like you are going to fail, like you <laughs> cannot beat this. The hotel will win. Yeah. So my top two characters from the movie would definitely have to be Michael Myers and Danny because mm-hmm. of knife play. in that order. Oh, I think they could be tied because they both showed wonderful knife skills. I bet. I'll be they... honest. I think Michael Myers' knife skills were definitely showcased better than Danny's. I think they were. Showcased Danny just better. showed a willingness. We just <laughs> and well, knife skills. We didn't give Danny the chance because we took the knife away from him so guess, quick. I he guess. could be incredible. Like we just didn't nurture that opportunity. Where Michael, he went unfettered. He had knife skills all over the place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely a guy who could like correctly. Debone a fish. Uh, he could take a pelt off a carcass. I trust him in the wild. He would do great in a western. And I think Danny could also be a great child in a western movie. Because they're bad at acting anyways. So <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, bottom two characters. The unchaste teens having sexual relations. Uh, it's, just put a ring on it, man. What? <laughs> Chastity, man. Oh, oh, you're just getting into I'm... our alternative Michael Myers <laughs> yeah. Uh, vendetta. Yeah, dude. Uh, uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were a weird bunch of characters. The brother had some really strangely bad dialogue. I think he had he was the worst written character. Yeah, probably. He was just kind of there to fill in and do a little bit of comic relief. Like, he was there to like be on his sister's side a little bit. Yeah. But even then, it's like... It would have been Danny just as fine if it was Danny and the mom. Like, he didn't need to be there. Yeah. But they just needed to have a sex scene. They, so, well, that... unnecessary sex scene and the fact that it was outside the context of marriage. That's why they're my least two favorite characters. <laughs> yeah. So, you're so chaste. So chaste. So, oh, man. My top two characters outside of Paul Rudd would have to be... I mean, I do like Mikey. Mikey Myers, uh, I mean, you gotta give him respect just because he did such a good job in Shrek. And <laughs> good, uh, good, good, good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Danny, Danny is definitely my top character. Like, like I said, just big dick Danny showing up <laughs> as grandpa. Grandpa doesn't even know what to do. It's the mom who has to take the knife away. It's that classroom western move where the guy's standing about to fight you, but under the table you got the gun pointed at him. Mm-hmm. Can't handle it. That's like every Quentin Tarantino movie. It happens <laughs> at least once. It's wonderful. And Danny's that guy. Danny is that guy. Uh, then I think my next favorite character... <sighs> That's tough. I do like Loomis. <laughs> Just the scene where Loomis... Such a has strong his, name. ...has his cane and... This revolver that he's holding limply in his other hand, like he's gonna do something. <laughs> Have you ever met a Loomis in real life? No. I, there was only one person I ever know that was Loomis, besides him, that's actually named Loomis, and it's that crazy guy from Jackass. Like, that's what I can think of, with the wild hair, and he doesn't even do the stunts. He's just, like, a guy they're friends with. <laughs> like, I mean, if I ever met a Loomis, I would 100% be like, we're pals now. Because I know you're going to hold it down. You've proved it both in Michael Myers uh, 6. Uh, Halloween 6, excuse me. The Return of Michael Myers. Curse of Michael Myers. I don't even remember the name. But also Jackass. You're down to clown. <laughs> I think my least two favorite characters uh, would have to be... I didn't like that Barry Gibbs guy. 
No. He rubbed me the wrong way. He was sexually aggressive towards that woman. True. Uh, and he seemed like kind of a cock to his his support team. True. So uh, I feel like he didn't deserve my respect. But then again, as an actor, he probably did a good job because he made me feel that way. Just kind of like how the dad, you know, he was probably a good actor in that way. Uh, the only, the redeeming thing about the dad was you felt really good when his head exploded. So True. Everyone enjoyed that. Yeah. 10 out of 10 head explosion. Yeah. Uh, no, I like the grandma. Uh, which one? The evil grandma or good grandma? I like the grandma. Um, which which grandma? Mom? The one that's the mom? Evil is, grandma. Evil grandma. Evil grandma. I think she How did she well. pretended to be deaf the whole time? Yeah, and she was, uh, she told that Halloween story. She's a sleeper cell. Yeah. But, uh, my other least favorite character is, is, um, the bad doctor. Oh, Dr. Bad Doctor. Yeah, Dr. Bad Doctor. Uh, mostly just because I like Loomis. I mean, that's it. Yeah, anyone, that's my only Anyone who disagrees with Loomis. <laughs> Fair. He wasn't bald enough. He was he far too, too much ha- hair. He was far too handsome for an old man. And I just can't get behind that because I I don't like the fact that he's more handsome than me. <laughs> Not hard to do, but... Well, you love the Battle of Buster Scruggs. And there's a lot of handsome old men in there. How do you feel about that? But they're cowboys. <laughs> Oh, not excuse doctors. me, not doctors. Not you can't be... Sorry, sorry not su- evil cultist doctors. <laughs> you can't be an evil successful doctor. An evil cultist successful doctor. I'm gonna dislike you if you're too handsome. Yeah. Now, if he was ugly as shit, maybe change your mind. Yeah, maybe. Maybe then I'd get behind his cult, because <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Just, hey, I think if that was the case, we'd be having another incel minute. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of ugly dudes who want to take dominance over another human. <laughs> But no, this guy obviously wasn't. He was handsome. Yeah, he's a very handsome old man. <laughs> so, last podcast, I tried to bring in a segment. What other Paul Rudd character would be a good replacement for the current one in this movie? I think that was a little too broad. I think we just got overwhelmed by the possibilities. And we just ended up referencing I Love You Man. Because I think it's the one that was most iconic for us at the moment. Um, I don't think it's a good thing. The way I propose we change it moving forward is we compare this Paul Rudd character to the one in the previous film. Mm. And which one do we think would do better in this movie? So do we think Josh, first year college student, who is not crazy, would do better than Tommy? Also a college student, but is certifiably crazy. I mean, there's two things to this. One... They both have a strong flannel game. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if he wore flannel, but they both have a strong 90s game. So, grunge 90s yeah, yeah, yeah. game. Uh, the the thing <laughs> that I have is, Josh wouldn't know all this random crazy stuff, but he'd be making much more <laughs> rational decisions. Exactly. Like the whole thing at the... They probably could have saved the family if he just <laughs> didn't yell at the woman, which, by the way, he could have also just said, Hey, doctor, can you just tell him, like, we got something? I'm not going to meet you six hours later. Like, let's do this now while it's light out. <laughs> uh, also, I think when he first would have gone to the hospital, he'd be like, hey, I have this baby. Can I see a doctor about this? Preferably Dr. Loomis. And I feel like he very easily would have been able to have a full conversation without getting kicked out of the hospital if it was Josh. 
his family is also very, very rich. So Incredibly I feel like he could wealthy. have used some of that <laughs> to his advantage. He would have bought a full-on assault he just, rifle. He would have just, hey, Dad, we need some security guards. <laughs> his dad would be angry now, that he has to spend money, but would do it for his son. I think Mike Myers does have some sort of supernatural killing ability. They didn't reference it in the movie, but it just seems like how he can disappear in a flash of light. Although it's really inconsistent because he moves very slow yeah. a lot and very it's fast. It's only slow when you're looking. Times. Oh, so he's like those things. I haven't seen Doctor Who. Yeah, but... those angels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't. I'm, I've seen the one episode in a coffee shop a bunch of times. I feel like it's the only episode that's ever on. Or maybe there's just a bunch of episodes where those are the villains. Yeah. I mean, they're a cool villain, to be honest. Yeah, the concept is cool. But yeah, but I don't think Josh would A believe any of that to begin with just be ignorant to it b i don't think he'd be spying on her no. through the window josh because he's too busy girls his uh sister, sister. Yeah. <laughs> dang <laughs> yeah. I, so so we think josh would probably be more level-headed and handle the situation better but he wouldn't have this cultic folklore crazy person knowledge yeah team josh yeah and, I mean, let's be real. Judging by them living in L.A. and, you know, Cher literally just having a gun pointed at her head and shake, uh, like, brushing it off, it seems like they've been in these types <laughs> yes. of situations They're before. They're city kids. Yeah. Like... <laughs> like, they might be rich, but it seems like they're oddly relaxed about... <laughs> Life-threatening situations. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like Cher is perfect slasher movie character. Oh, yeah. Like, she would do great in a slasher movie. Yeah. Like, I'd root for her in She would make it to the end and then die. That's what it would be. Maybe. She might live. I feel like... She's a 50-50 shot, depending on what kind of movie it is. Well, I think if she was in a slasher movie, there'd be, like, a nerdier brunette with glasses that would survive instead of her. No, because I feel like Alicia Silverstone wouldn't be the one to get naked in the movie, and that's always the one who doesn't die. I'm trying to think if that's the case. I, I guess... That's what Tucker and Dale vs. Evil was like, right? Uh, you mean One for one? Yeah. And, uh... I don't know anymore. <laughs> I have to do some research. I'll come back to you on yeah. that. I think Paul Rudd would... Or I think Josh would be better. <laughs> Team Josh. Team Josh. TJ. So do you think Paul Rudd is a big horror movie fan? Do you think he just... Do you think he took this job because he thought, like, oh, yeah, I get to be in a horror, or do you think he just kind of... I think it was his second movie and he took the job that it got casted yeah, for. Yeah, that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> but, but what do you think? Do you think he's a horror movie guy? No, I don't. I think he is. Uh, the reason I say no is because he hasn't actively put himself in big-budget horror movies currently. If, I think if he was truly like passionate about it and enjoyed them, he would find a way to make it in some of the other big ones that have existed. Because horror movies now don't have a problem. Like There's certain ones that when they hit the big box office, like I mean, it is the best example again. They got a bunch of kids who are... I mean, not a bunch, but they got like one of the Stranger Things kids. Like They had the money they cast for like these very popular actors. And I'm sure they would have loved to have someone... I mean, Paul I Rudd think Paul Rudd's a little different than... The Stranger, the Stranger Things kids. Oh, I'm just saying, like they had the budget to get a big name if they wanted. And also, if Paul Rudd wanted to be in a like horror movie like that, he could put himself in a situation where he'd be cast for it. Well, I mean, maybe he doesn't have the passion to act in horror movies, but he really likes to watch them. 
And maybe that's why he doesn't want to act in them, because it ruins watching them. Uh, I think he might like the big ones, but I don't think he's like a fiend like I am. Like, I'll fall I mean, asleep I don't think watching he's... a horror movie all the time. Well, I mean, you're clearly not a fiend if you're falling asleep during them. Tell me, go to bed. I love to go to sleep in a it's scared just, state. You're not interested enough in the horror movies to stay awake. Oh, no, I just want to live in a state of fear. I bet Elijah Wood sleep. has never fell asleep during Elijah Wood movie. is for sure a horror movie fiend. There's no question. He's a creepo in oh, horror he's, movies. He's so I good. Love in Sin City, that's oh, one of my, my favorite gosh. characters yeah. he does. yeah. Yeah, we're big Elijah Wood fans. Yeah, we we're... definitely know a lot of Elijah Wood facts. Yeah, <laughs> got that down. Well, we don't. Do you? Yeah. I don't. He's four foot six, like all hobbits. Oh, um, okay. Uh, I think that's actually tall for hobbits. Yeah. Well, he was able like, to ride a pony. Huh? He, Elijah Wood was able to ride a pony, so of course he's tall for a hobbit. No, but I think that's like that's enormous. really tall for a yeah, hobbit. Yeah, he's a big ass hobbit. I thought he was like in the mid threes. How tall are hobbits? I'm just trying to throw facts off the top of my head. This is not fun facts. Are hobbits? Anyways, if we should do our Elijah Wood, what did we? What did you say? The wood, uh, the woodhead? No, what was it? Uh, would you rather? Would you rather? <laughs> Elijah Wood. The Elijah would Wood podcast. Would you rather? <laughs> All right, how big are three and a half feet? Is the average? Boom. That's the average. There can be a tall one every now and then. I mean, we got Four Yao Ming. Six. That's the equivalent of Yao Ming for Hobbit. I don't think Frodo is the Yao Ming of Hobbits. <laughs> you don't think Frodo is Yao Ming of Hobbits? Unfortunately, no. As much as I'd love that to be true. Yeah, like he's balling it up. <laughs> there were all those scenes of Frodo uh, balling it up on the courts yeah, of the Shire. Well, I mean, that's the best part. Just like Yao Ming in his home country, I he would was watch... dominant. But then he was just like a high-level competitor in the real world. I would watch a Hobbit version of White Men Can't Jump. <laughs> Short hobbits can't hoop. Yeah, <laughs> hobbits can't hoop. <laughs> but anyways, Paul Rudd, <laughs> horror movies. He yeah. just seems like a horror movie guy to me. I feel like he's one of those guys who just appreciates cinema in general. I th- I wish we had more movies of Paul Rudd being a villain. That's well, what I want. We don't know. There's 61, and I'm pretty sure we've seen about 10. Oh, I've definitely seen more than 10. I've seen at least 20 movies with Paul Rudd in it. And name them. I- well, this is a lot right now. <laughs> my head. Well, the only one I can think of at the top of my head where like he's a villain is that mute movie, which we'll get to in sixteen years when we finally get to the year twenty seventeen. Um, but like he's generally just like I'm a nice white guy here to do some nice white guy things, and like I was fun seeing him in this role where he's like not a bad guy, but he's like the crazy conspiracy theorist guy, and I enjoyed that. I feel like he's probably got more range. Oh, I definitely think he has more range. I just I want to see him more being a straight-up villain. I want to see Paul Rudd do some real evil shit. But I feel like when he does real evil shit, it's like American Psycho real evil shit. Like, he's not around just, like, going crazy and, like, just m- murdering people in the streets. He's, like, no, cold and calculated. Like, real maniacal. Hmm. Yeah, I could see that. He's definitely got that, like, he can hide it. In a sense. Yeah, he can pass because yeah. he is so generically like nice and good. Or he's like that guy at the office that you know isn't all there, but he's not bothering you enough for you to care. <laughs> yep. And then all of a sudden you got like and, a knife in your back. And your family's dead. And they're yeah. like, what happened? He's like, oh, you borrowed my stable without asking one time. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> hey, fair enough. <laughs> I get it. It happened in office space. It can happen anyway. It's true. You <laughs> let a building burn down. <laughs> 
give me some quick descriptions of Paul. Paul looks like a guy who can never remember how he likes his coffee. He looks like a guy who, if you pronounce his name wrong, but he knew you were talking about him, he wouldn't correct you. <laughs> I feel if you were pronouncing Paul Rudd wrong, that's completely on you. Well, it's like if you're introduced to him in a loud setting, it's like, hey, I'm Paul. Like, I'm like, oh, Peter? And he'd just be like, yeah. Like, that's what would happen. Fun facts with Dave. Uh, Paul Rudd, when he was eight years old, once wore two left shoes for two weeks because he didn't know. Uh, Paul Rudd only has forks in his drawer and no other utensils in his home. <laughs> He's just a fork guy? Uh, it's not by choice. He just loses all of them and has not been bothered to get new ones. Wait, what do you mean he loses all of his spoons and knives? I just don't think he ever owned them. He just like, this is what the house came with. He bought a pre-furnished home, only forks. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> soup is hard. Soup, soup is tough. Uh, Paul Rudd's first high school crush was Shelly, but you don't know her. She goes to another school. <laughs> Do you think he was that guy? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> had that issue. No. But I can see him doing it for fun. <laughs> it's being good. Well, especially if he's like 11 Maybe he 12. went to a lot of summer camp. Yeah, maybe he was in middle school. That's why he did Wet Out American Summer. Yeah, you don't know her. She goes to another school. <laughs> was it Elizabeth Banks? Was she the girl that went to the other school? I don't know. I just made up an A. <laughs> so we should move on to uh, user reviews. Michael Myers 6, The Curse of Halloween. I have my review. But the users are the ones I care about. It's their views. And clearly from last week, you do not care about the <laughs> users. And we are so sorry for that scathing I mean, review. I care about them, but I was reviewing the reviewers. Like, <laughs> to not care would just to be ignoring them completely. You give us content, and we appreciate that. <laughs> All about that tent. All about that, that sweet, tent. sweet tent. Yeah. Is that what we're calling it now? That's our tent? I mean, I'm... I'm going to throw out a lot of shortened words. Hey, check out our new tent on uh, Twitter. <laughs> check out our Paul. The new tent is hot. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, so I guess just jumping into it. I mean, you kind of already know our review a little bit. But uh, this one, I, I there's a lot of hate there's... from what I've seen. So the meta score is universally negative. <laughs> like, they, every major paper or source of like media journalism reviewed this movie as bad but one one thing i did notice when reading the reviews is even though they were kind of bad reviews a lot of people were saying i didn't hate it as much as i thought i would because of the low ratings <laughs> yeah. so that 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 was something it's true well, which i can i can agree with that's fair i was entertained I wasn't entertained for the right reasons, yeah. but I was entertained. Well, and especially reading a lot of them, it seems like the theatrical version is too truncated compared mm -hmm. to the producer's release. Yeah. Because that one seemed like, oh, that's actually good, a full flesh out story. Definitely. The the theatrical release was just like, it's a horror gore fest with Paul Rudd. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 that's nearly an review word for word. Well, and I think one of the other big things is a lot of people who are into the the halloween movie series is they kind of play fast and loose with the lore yeah which i guess they've been doing since the first one 
Sure. So and people know. were mad that like it didn't add to the lore. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, now it's Celtic, and it's well, like, and it's the cults it. and everything. <laughs> yeah. And ooh, that wasn't. They don't explain why he's invincible yeah. and why does Paul Rudd have to live across the street from him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that part of the lore, or is this like a weird dude? Like, but uh, yeah, I guess to get into the first viewers of the review, this one was this one was actually recent, uh, July twenty eighteen, by a guy named Gresh, and. Uh, the title is Welcome to the Bottom of the Barrel of the Halloween <laughs> Franchise. This is it. We've officially hit rock bottom with this franchise. Not only does Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, feature cheap jump scares, but it also features even more cheap jump scares, followed by even more cheap jump scares. Wow. Okay, but in all seriousness, this film was truly atrocious. <laughs> Just kind of goes on saying that he does not like this movie. Um, uh. Predictable, muddled <laughs> plot holes. Things like that. Which I can understand. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> like, that's... that's like, When people were viewing Clueless negatively, I had strong feelings. It's like, well, they don't get it. Like, it's just not their sense of humor. Mm-hmm. But this one was like, no, that's just facts. Well, <laughs> see, it's I'm in a weird spot. Because this is both the best Halloween movie I've ever seen and the worst <laughs> Halloween movie I've ever seen. Being the only Being Halloween the only movie Halloween movie I've ever seen. So, it, it, it does... Make it tough for me to compare it to other Halloween. I movies. will say the Halloween series has not always aged well. <laughs> like especially, there's a lot of jokes that just like would not be appropriate for this day and age. Um, this one you didn't really get that. It just didn't get a lot of anything. Uh, one of my favorite reviews, and I'm just gonna read like literally the first sentence because you don't need to hear the rest of it. It's from TV Guide magazine. Um. It's very short. The film is so dark, literally, it's often hard to see what's going on. <laughs> I, I, I agree with that. I guess, but also, who's, like, mom was like, oh, why did they film this so dark? Couldn't they turn on the lights on like... Maybe their factory-adjusted TV settings were just dark. <laughs> so, like, they're watching NFL, and I mean, it, why it, can't I see anything? It is the TV Guide, so I guarantee they didn't see it in theaters. They just watched it on TV. <laughs> they watched it on TV yeah. Guide when they started playing movies. Um, but, that, I mean, that was, like, so short, but it was so funny to me. Uh, that got a 20 out of 100 on Metacritic. I, uh, I have another one that is, is pretty negative. It gives him a 1 out of 10 from a guy named Mercury in uh, 2003. And I just, I really like the title, and that's why. It's just, give up now. <laughs> this is such a terrible movie. I don't know why I rented it. Maybe it was because I still thought that someday someone smart would come along and make a good Halloween sequel. It will never happen. I have a message for all of you Halloween fans. Do what I'm doing. Give up the ghost. <laughs> Don't expect a good Halloween sequel to come. And it just keeps going on. Like, I want I want there to be a good Halloween. And I, I mean, it's sad. Just because it sounds like he's a guy who's who's very much a Halloween fan. So And he has given up hope. <laughs> that is a bummer. Now, I don't know. Have there been more Halloweens after Halloween 6? I think so. I can look that up for you. I can check that out. Well, I'm just, I'm just wondering because... Maybe a good Halloween's come out since then, because he had this in 2003. Maybe Mercury's ideas have changed. Yeah, there's definitely been more. So we saw The Curse of Michael Myers. The next one is Halloween H2O, which Uh, now I really want to see because it's Halloween H2O. I only hope it's a boat-based Halloween movie. See, I assumed Um, that H2O meant it was the 20th Halloween movie to come out when I originally saw that title. And yeah. so now, 
that kind of shatters all my expectations. Yeah, there's been five of them. Um, well, that's also the newest one that came out this year, don't forget. Um, where they got just so, so many of the old actors back. Uh, but it, it's great. I enjoyed the one that came out this year. It wasn't like the best movie ever, but it's like, oh, that's fun. My, uh, so my favorite review, though, like, the actual dark one was pretty good. But this one <laughs> gave it a 10 out of 10. Perfect score. Uh, the guy's Hector in the Morn. Nice, of, Hector in the Morn. Yeah, all, all in word. And following last week's theme, <laughs> this one also came out. On Valentine's Day of 2016. <laughs> I don't know why, but it seems like the best reviews always come Maybe out Maybe we are Valentine's doing Valentine's Day. Day wrong. You mean we just need to be more lonely and more into movie watching on Valentine's Day? I mean, I'm Day? already lonely on it's Valentine's true. Day, so maybe I should start writing movie reviews. Yeah, you just, uh, but the whole review is dot, 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 and it's just like 30-something dots, and then scary as asterisk 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 <laughs> dude was high as hell on <laughs> valentine's day watching the movie by himself reviewed it he's like wow scariest movie i've ever seen <laughs> scary as sh- <laughs> like so could have been another one too it's true could have been mm-hmm. but i i think that's my pos like favorite like i didn't love the movie i, I didn't think it was the worst movie i've ever seen but it wasn't a good movie but the fact that he gave it 10 out of 10 on Valentine's Day gets me. My favorite is the 10 out of 10 misunderstood. The title is Misunderstood, and this is from The Punisher 31945. Oh, he couldn't get the original Punisher? No. Maybe he was trying to go The Punisher 24601, do like a crossover event. Beverly Hills 90210, X Punisher. <laughs> Two, four, six, oh, one. You yeah, know, I got it. <laughs> I just wanted to sing it. Oh, I was trying to power through it. <laughs> You know you wanted to sing it, too. You just want to be the cool one. No. Anyways. I just need to be Eponine. The Punisher. He, he, he says, this is misunderstood. Michael Myers has never been more frightening than in this film. This <laughs> Pause. film is completely Wrong. misunderstood. And I can't believe it has such a low rating. Some of the kills in this are terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> this guy gets spooked a lot. Well, I think, as I said earlier, it's the most terrifying part is him... He kills that woman, and then he mixes the laundry colors. I think terrifying. I think this guy also thinks Ernest Scared Stupid is one of the greatest <laughs> scary movies ever. Let's not try to doubt on the Ernest series. Oh, that that movie terrified me when I was a child. So maybe this guy's four years old and reviewing. This it. was another 2018 review. <laughs> so many October. You watched it October 30th, 2018. Yeah. I just don't so maybe there were mystical. Uh, uh, things at play because it was right before Halloween. So is it like an it type situation yeah. where like just every so many years have passed? It's like oh, it's come back. I gotta review another shitty movie. Like <laughs> also, I mean, I get it. I think Michael Myers is still misunderstood. He was trying to do good things, and the scariest part was that people just couldn't understand him. I think that's what we all fear in this You're life. right. If he had only written more clearly with the blood of that person, maybe we could have read his handwriting better. Now, one of these I, I'm real upset about. This is from... This is a Rotten Tomatoes review. Oh. This person gives it a half star. Uh, soggy Film S. And their review... Brace yourself. This is gonna... You're gonna want to blurt out in anger in the middle of it. As long as they're not reviewing Paul Rudd. Worst of the series. Paul Rudd's acting is more frightening than Mustafa Akkad could have ever made this film. 
an awkward-paced, fatter, less-shown-Michael Myers fails to emulate his successful past as the plot slips away. Is he two? Better? Two things. Is he One, Paul Rudd is genius in this movie. I think people really liked Paul Rudd in this movie. Two, Michael Myers has weight issues. We don't need to get into this. Matt... For you, this is the most fit Michael Myers you've ever I've seen. Ever, it's the best I've ever seen him look. Also, jumpsuits are thinning and in right now. Yeah. Uh, it's just what it is. I don't know. This is such a funny movie to me now. Because, like, going back, like, after having seen it again, and then reading these Paul Rudd reviews about it. Because so many people are like, bad movie. Paul Rudd was nice to see. Like, that's most of the reviews I saw. It's like, ah. Yeah, he was, like, a weird conspiracy theorist, dude. You've already heard our gripes with him. Like, why did he just take that baby? I guess it's fine that he took that baby. Why is he doing all these weird things? It was like, well, oh, it's still Paul Rudd. He's still, like, America's <laughs> sweetheart, and he's endearing. Like, we'll give it to yeah. him. <laughs> Paul Rudd, you want that baby? You keep that baby. No one's fighting you for it. Now, I do have one, one review. They gave him a one star. This oh. person doesn't have a name, but they do have a picture. But Can you describe the picture? Uh, it's just of a person. Uh, okay, um, fine. The the review goes like this. The movie not good. I play in Fortnite and then the movie came on and I almost died because of I. Okay. <laughs> so it was very insightful. Verifiably an elementary school kid. <laughs> Maybe. Because there's no other reason for someone to be playing Fortnite and be like, you know what would really set the mood right now? Some Michael Myers. Six. I think that was probably the most insightful one of the night. Yeah. Yeah. It really gives me a feel for what the movie's about. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Okay, well, I think that's all the reviews I got. I yeah, I'm, I'm, there's so many others. Some good, some bad. Yeah. These are some of the goofiest And it's ones. hard to feel, like, strongly about them, because it's like, it's a bad movie where like, people try to pull out certain things and it's just like, well, we just, if you got eyes, you know. It's not a great movie. But Paul Rudd, he did fine. I honestly don't think it's the worst I've seen for horror movies. Now, oh, no, 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 no. Especially because, and maybe this is just a bias because I'm seeing it like 20 years later or whatever it is. It, it, it seems to me that it's supposed to be 100% serious. Like some of the... F- horror movies today where it's it's so it's more tongue-in-cheek for you yeah i could see i feel like there's a lot of horror movies that are kind of like that they do a lot of tongue-in-cheek things that are for horror fans yeah and it's not they know that they're not 100 percent serious sure i mean where today now especially with the new movie techniques it's just like a grind fest the whole time of you know, it's creepy and scary and puts you in a suspenseful well, Especially because now there's so do. many that are just like horror movie parodies like Cabin yeah. in the Woods, yeah. Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. And I feel like back then it was a lot more of a in-between-the-lines yeah. kind of thing. Like they, they still have to make a horror movie, but they can be kind of funny. A little more tongue-in-cheek. And that's I what I felt that's this what it one is. was. I, I, I want it to be maybe, that. And like I said, maybe that's my bias. Maybe I'm we should watch the producer's so cut sometime. Yeah. Well, I think ours might have been the producer's cut. If that was the case, I'm still disappointed with it. <laughs> I'm not sure. Either way, 
<laughs> it's been fun reading reviews. Yeah. Again, I think last week we said, feel free to write us some reviews in any of our comments. We'd, be, we'd love to listen to them, and if they're pretty good, we'll mention them whenever we get around yeah. to it. We'll read the hottest reviews. Yeah, and so we'll see if there's any uh, real good ones. It might be a few episodes, because we record them kind of in advance before you hear any of your reviews, but if we get Thanks some... Thanks for parting the kimono for these people. Jeez. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um... There is no wizard in the Wizard of... Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> He's Jesus, just a man behind a curtain. Jesus comes back at the end of the Passion. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler Snape alert. kills Dumbledore. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, are there any good spoilers we should give out? Uh, Paul Rudd is... Still cute. Still cute. <laughs> still cute, though. <laughs> One thing I wanted to talk about was, I don't know if I mentioned, I might have mentioned it a little bit, I just want to talk about how good that Halloween theme song is, though. Oh. It's so good. Well, I think it, John Carpenter did the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's just like, they literally just like made it more electronic and like jazzy. (laughs) But it's like, that's like part of the iconic part of the series. People love the music. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's so good. I, I, I. To this day, still think it's kind of creepy. Like if I heard that come on, just randomly when you're in the dark alone, yeah, like I'd be like, oh god, oh no. <laughs> the scariest way to hear it would be like if you're in for some reason, I don't know, like in a public high school, like taking a shit in an empty bathroom. <laughs> All the lights turn off and that music starts playing. You're like, I'm dead. <laughs> there's, there's nothing else. I'm accepting it. Like, I'll try to finish my movement before. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to clean up so I don't embarrass my parents in the morgue. Like, <laughs> there's nothing else I can do. I'm just pulling my pants up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It's it's a beautiful song. I think they really... If anything about this series has been done perfectly, it's that it's song the music. to me. The music it's, is it's just the best part. Wonderful. Well, the sorry. rest of it's just ambient Paul noise. Rudd is the first part. <laughs> the music's number two. Yeah, it's just, I just wanted to mention it real quick, because I I don't know if we actually... We needed to touch on it. Yeah. Well, that about does it for episode two, Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. Because I do the editing, I like to take these moments to do a little fireside chat with you, the viewers. Uh, Give you a little rundown on what's going to happen next and what's going on in the world of us. I'd like to make a big shout-out to our sponsors, Nobody, and would like to say we'd love to see you for our next episode, which will be Romeo and Juliet with Leo DiCaprio. Well, he will not be there, but he is in the movie. So feel free to tune in. Until then, keep running. Bye. Paul Paul